It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Julian Council. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. You can also check out the podcast and find it on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on the new Odyssey app. And pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can find on Locked On Panthers at all of the podcasts that are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. First week almost in the books. Last episode of my first week here with y'all. Thank you so much for the support so far. Really enjoyed it. Really happy to be able to talk Carolina Panthers with you. Give you all the news and notes and everything that you need to know about your favorite team, these Carolina Panthers, heading into this 2021 offseason. Or I guess really the 2021 offseason continuing as we inch closer to the NFL Draft at the end of the month on April 29th. On today's episode, Todd McShay putting out his most recent NFL mock draft. He's got first round and second round in this edition. Where does he have Carolina going in the first round? Where does he have him going in the second round? And what position does he have the Carolina Panthers neglecting in the first two rounds? Going to get into all of that. Also, the Carolina Panthers, they've checked off a few boxes so far this offseason. What are some of the other boxes that they need to check off before the 2021 season starts? Going to get into all of that right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. But starting off, Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst, one of the best in the biz when it comes to doing that, mocking things up. He had his latest mock draft come out on Thursday morning. And with the number one overall pick, no surprise, he had Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson, number two, going to the New York Jets. San Francisco, who last week traded up with the Miami Dolphins to get the number three pick, will be taking Mac Jones at four. This is interesting because we've talked about earlier in the week of Peter King and the way he saw things. He thinks the Atlanta Falcons are likely to take a quarterback at four. Todd McShay right now believes that the Falcons will be taking Kyle Pitts. The tight end out of Florida, who I talked about yesterday, and how I don't think it'd be too crazy the Carolina Panthers went and got Pitts with the number eight pick if he was still sitting there. Number five, and this is where it also gets interesting, the Cincinnati Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Apparently, Joe Burrow, the Bengals franchise quarterback, has been lobbying for Jamar Chase at five instead of having a left tackle like a Panay Sewell. So they still need pass protection. But he wants to go with Jamar Chase there. So number five, Jamar Chase. Number six, Devontae Smith to the Dolphins. And then he has the Carolina Panthers trading up from eight to seven with the Detroit Lions 
to take a quarterback, and that quarterback is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. So this was Todd McShay's justification with the Carolina Panthers moving up a spot to go take Trey Lance, saying, why jump one slot? Well, Atlanta wouldn't trade within the division, and I think Cincinnati and Miami are happy with their choices and their spots. That leaves a swap to Detroit blocking another team's trade-up and giving the Panthers their pick of either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. The Lions, meanwhile, aren't in the market for a quarterback and would probably be able to draft the same player at number eight that they would at number seven, all while picking up assets. I think a third-round pick, number 73 overall, would make sense given the top-ten nature of the move and the fact that it's for a quarterback. So, Carolina giving up a third-round pick in this year's draft, number 73 overall, and then swapping first-rounders, really, that wouldn't bother me at all, especially if they had concerns that Denver or New England or someone else behind them would be willing to jump ahead of them to get that quarterback. Now, I say this. I only want the Carolina Panthers to draft a quarterback at eight, or moving up to seven, or moving up to five, or six, wherever it is, I only want them to do that if the quarterback that they like, a quarterback that they like particularly, someone that they love, not even like, someone that they love, is still available. And they are concerned that another team behind them would jump ahead of them. I don't want them just to draft a quarterback, just draft a quarterback. I think a lot of fans out there are like, we have to get a quarterback, have to get a quarterback, have to get a quarterback. It's That's not, that's not the case. Teddy Bridgewater is good enough for you to not be terrible, which I guess would frustrate fans because you want to be in the top 10. But again, not every single top 10 quarterback pans out. Sam Darnold is going to be on the trade market right now. He was a top five quarterback. How did that work out for him? It's not just Sam Darnold's fault that he didn't succeed in in, in, uh, New York with the Jets. But still, he hasn't proven that he is the right guy, that he's a franchise guy. So you can't just assume because you drafted number one overall or that you draft in the top five, you're going to get a quarterback that's the right guy. Jameis Winston didn't work out. Marcus Mariota didn't work out with the Tennessee Titans. There are numerous examples of quarterbacks that were taking in the top 10 or in the top five that did not work out. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the Chiefs traded up for him. He wasn't a top five pick, and he's the best quarterback in the league, arguably. Russell Wilson wasn't even a first rounder. He's a hell of a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was taken in the back part of the first round. You don't have to have a top 10 pick. In that year that Aaron Rodgers slid all the way back in the 20s, Alex Smith went number one overall. He's had a pretty good career, but he has had a career that would make you think that that guy was taken number one overall in the draft. No. So it's not about drafting a quarterback. It's about drafting the right quarterback for this organization and who they identify and who they like. I'm all for them going out there and giving up assets, even if it's only a third rounder, to take Trey Lance if that's who they think should be their quarterback. And Lance makes sense to me, and I brought this up, that Teddy Bridgewater, in all likelihood, whether you like it or not, is going to be the Carolina Panthers starter here in 2021 to start off the season at the very least. But in this situation with Lance, who's played 17 games all in the FCS, only played one game last season, really hasn't played football for the most part in since the fall of 2019, It makes sense for him to come in redshirt for a year, for a lack of a better term, then to get the keys in 2022, where hopefully this roster is better built and the Carolina Panthers with an aging quarterback with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, Drew Brees having just retired and the Saints trying to figure out whether Jameis is the right guy or (laughs) Taysom Hill is going to be the franchise. Also in Atlanta, if they pass over a quarterback like Tobik Shea is saying here and they take Kyle Pitts, which would be scary as hell to have Julio. Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts in that offense. But still, 
if they pass over quarterback Matt Ryan, he only has a couple more years himself. And who knows what their long-term plan is in Atlanta. They might be drafting a quarterback next year in 2022. But the Panthers would be set up with a young roster, a building roster, a new head coach of Matt Rule, a new general manager and Scott Fitterer. If they take Lance and redshirt him, they would be set up in 2022 to try and go out there and win a division. I think that's always been the goal. Last year was just laying down a foundation, a culture, something that Matt Rule talked about constantly. This season is taking that next step, trying to be right there in playoff contention. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team as they're um, presently constructed on April 2nd. We'll see what they look like on May 1st after the NFL draft, and we'll see what they look like heading into September in week one. But right now, I don't think this is going to be a playoff team, but I do think this is a team that can win eight or nine games. I don't know if that's going to be enough this year, but it's going to be enough for them to be right there, at least in the hunt for an NFC wildcard spot, especially with now the expanded playoff. So Trey Lance fitting in there as a quarterback behind Teddy Bridgewater, learning behind Teddy, and Teddy being the, the consummate professional that he is. That's one thing you can at least give him credit for. He did win Sportsman of the Year with the NFL this past season. I, that might not mean anything to you, but Teddy Bridgewater is absolutely the right guy that you would want behind Trey Lance or want in front of Trey Lance for Trey Lance to learn from. He's going to learn all the things not to do, but he's also going to learn how to be professional. And that would be a perfect situation for the Carolina Panthers. Todd McShay went on to say that Teddy Bridgewater didn't do enough in 2020 to instill confidence that he's the guy for Coach Matt Rule. And Lance has a big arm, reads the field well, and is productive as a runner. But with a 17-game resume at the FCS level, he will require time to learn and develop before he is given the reins in Joe Brady's offense. Drew Brees retired, and Matt Ryan at 35 and Tom Brady at 43 aren't getting any younger. So why not draft a franchise quarterback now to see the Panthers up in the evolving NFC South? All points I just made that I all I agree with when it comes to Todd McShay's justification, the reasoning behind the Carolina Panthers trading up to seven to draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State to be their franchise quarterback. So you got Trey Lance, you identify your franchise quarterback. What about in the second round? What does Todd McShay have the Carolina Panthers doing? Going to get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so Todd McShay in his latest mock draft has the Carolina Panthers trading up from 8 to 7 to take Trey Lance to be their quarterback of the future. 
only giving up, I guess, this year's first round, just swapping those, and in a third-round pick, which will be number 73 overall. So you identified your quarterback. Conventional wisdom tells you that you would probably go left tackle right at number 39, especially with Cam Irving, Trent Scott resigned, and Greg Little, who's been a bust, if you can even call a second-round pick a bust so far in his Carolina Panthers career. No, actually, McShay, who has... Four tackles going in the first round and six tackles going off the, the board before Carolina picks 39th and 10 tackles going all in the first two rounds. He has the Carolina Panthers selecting Asante Samuel Jr., a cornerback out of Florida State. He is rated as Mel Kuyper Jr.'s eighth best cornerback prospect, saying both the Panthers projected starting corners, Rashawn Melvin, who is on his ninth team. And I have no confidence that Rashawn Melvin is going to be the right kind of player the Carolina Panthers need. I get how he's lanky. He was okay in Indianapolis. But the dude's been on nine different teams in the NFL. I give him credit for the longevity and be able to stick around the league for this long. But a guy who's playing on his ninth team is not a guy who you should be excited about if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. And who this organization is front office should really be leaning upon to be opposite of Dante Jackson at corner. So he says both of the Panthers projected starting corners, Rashawn Melvin and Dante Jackson, could be free agents in 2022. And Samuel is an instinctive corner with great change of direction skills. Plus, Samuel can slide into a nickel roll if needed. Samuel is 5'10", so he's not as long and lanky as Rashawn Melvin. And he would probably project to be a slot corner. Hopefully, he could play on the outside later on in his career. The Panthers did spend seven picks last year in the draft, all on defensive players. Uh, two of those were Troy Pride Jr., and in Stan Thomas Oliver in the seventh round, who are both cornerbacks. So adding more cornerbacks to this secondary is vital, especially when Kyle Pitts, who's none of these guys are able to guard in Panther secondary, is mocked to the Atlanta Falcons with already having Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And not to mention what is down there in New Orleans, Michael Thomas, and then with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing back their entire Super Bowl roster, basically, and all those offensive weapons, including Chris Godwin, who they franchise tag. So the Panthers need secondary help, absolutely. The only problem I have, though, is, again, Todd McShay has four tackles going in the first round. He has six coming off the board before Carolina picks at 39th. And he has 10 tackles all going in the first two rounds. The talk is this is one of the deepest tackle classes that we've had in a while, which is great, which makes you believe if, you, if you're one of those people, I, I'm still someone who saw the first round and the fact that Lance is available, Fields is available, and also Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater, and I would have rather had a tackle. But I understand if the Panthers like a guy, they like their quarterback, they can get their quarterback. But if you're going to do that, you need to get a tackle. If this happens where the Carolina Panthers – Draft Trey Lance or Justin Fields, whoever they like. If it's Mac Jones, if he's if he's back there, if they draft the quarterback they like in the first round and they get to pick 39 and they don't take a tackle, I'm going to lose my mind. What's the point of drafting a quarterback if you're not going to protect him? It's already bad enough that there is only one serviceable, not, not even serviceable, one good offensive lineman on the roster in Taylor Moten. We'll call Matt Parrott a serviceable, but everyone else, John Miller... <sighs> Okay, he's fine, but is this really your long-term fit at right guard? Is he better than Trey Turner? I don't think so. Left guard, Pat Fline. maybe he slots in to be your long-term center. But what we've seen in New York and Minnesota with the Vikings, does it really make you believe that he's going to be any good? Greg Little, so far, has done nothing. Trent Scott, come on. Cam Irving, draft bust. And the only reason he's even in the league still is because he was a first-round pick. 
If you're a first round pick, you get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, even if you've proven that you are not very good. And that's what we have here in Cam Irvin. No one in the NFL who covers the Panthers, who covers the league, was impressed at all by those signings in F-Line and in Irving. So knowing that, I could not imagine the Carolina Panthers getting a pick 39 and taking a corner after they spent seven picks last year all on the defense. And three of those in the defensive secondary with Chin, or four of those actually with Chin, Troy Pride, um, Stan Thomas Oliver, and Kenny Robinson. You cannot tell me that they're going to go corner. And if they do that, I'm going to lose it. You draft the quarterback in the first round, you have to identify an offensive tackle. And... If 10 tackles are going to go off the board, if that's what that intel that Todd McShay is getting in the first two rounds, the Carolina Panthers have to be one of those teams that get one. They, they cannot go into the season, whether it's Tay Bridgewater still starting day one or Trey Lance, it doesn't matter. They cannot go into the season with either Greg Little, Cam Irving, or Trent Scott as their starting left tackle. It's just not going to work for me. It might be Teddy taking the hits. And I know some of y'all don't like Teddy. A lot of you don't like Teddy. And you'd be fine with Teddy taking hits over Lance. But eventually it's going to be Lance who has to step in there if Bridgewater gets hurt. That's that's what happens. Eventually you're going to have to play Trey Lance probably next season. If Teddy goes down, I don't see them. I don't know if Will Gurd still be on the roster or P.J. Walker. But in all likelihood, it's going to be Lance who gets to set, who's going to get the call whenever if Teddy goes down in any sort of injury situation. When you have a bad offensive line, that's always a possibility. So I would lose my mind if this happens. Again, it's just a mock draft, but I do feel like there's some sort of intel that McShay is getting that makes him believe that Carolina would probably go corner in a second round. It's something that they need to check off. They, a box that they need to check off this offseason is having a starting corner opposite of Dante Jackson. That is vitally important, in my opinion, for the Carolina Panthers to do that. So there's also other things out there the Carolina Panthers need to check off before the 2021 season starts. Hopefully they'll do that in the rest of free agency here this month and in the draft at the end of the month. But before we get to training camp, before the season kicks off, the Carolina Panthers have a numerous amount of boxes that they need to check off. I'll go over those in just a second. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup is the championship matchup. Cookie Dough Chunk versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Those two for the title to find out who is the best Built Bar, which is the best Built Bar. I got to go with Cookie Dough Chunk. I cannot, coconut's good, but I cannot imagine that Cookie Dough Chunk is not the best tasting Built Bar. And I'm sure Coconut Brownie Chunk tastes amazing like all the other Built Bars, but I got to go with Cookie Dough Chunk as my number one seed to take home the title as the best tasting Built Bar in Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's only 27 days away. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So Todd McShay has the Carolina Panthers checking out a few boxes this offseason by taking a franchise quarterback in Trey Lance and taking a corner that can hopefully start opposite of Dante Jackson. I had a few to-do lists for the Carolina Panthers heading into the offseason and kind of want to discuss where exactly I have the Panthers at as we sit here on April 2nd. First on the to-do list was to cut Stephen Weatherly. You could save $5.9 million against the cap. He only played nine games last season with 17 tackles, zero sacks, three quarterback hits, and he said it himself. He kind of got a little complacent and was satisfied with the contract that they gave him. He's gone. Also, cutting Michael Pilardi made a lot of sense after what we saw last year from Joseph Charlton. Non-football injury, tore his ACL, Pilardi did. It would create $1.78 million in cap space. Carolina Panthers did that. They also franchise tagged Taylor Moten which was worth up to $13.6 million. Also, they needed to find a new middle linebacker. Got Denzel Perryman, who's been a hard hitter, who's been really good when healthy for the Los Angeles Chargers. Resigned Trent Scott, resigned John Miller for a tackle. In guard depth, they did that. Also, both those guys potentially could start and get a pass-catching tight end. They did that right so far with Dan Arnold, even though I would be all about them getting a guy like Kyle Pitts at eight, if he's still there, or maybe later in the draft, Noah Gray from Duke, who played for them at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. So they checked off those boxes, but there's still other boxes that the Carolina Panthers need to check off, in my opinion, for this team to be improved from last season. I think they're going to be improved either way, but they need to do these things if the Carolina Panthers want to have any shot at being right there in the playoff hunt come December and playing meaningful football. They didn't re-sign Curtis Samuel with Hurts, but getting David Moore... To replace him, who's a burner, who's proven that he's a pretty good player. And the fact that Chris, that Curtis Samuel is going to be the fourth option anyway of Chris McCaffrey coming back, that was a good move. But they got to secure the long-term left tackle option that I was just talking about. If that, whether that's going to be in the first round with Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell, or that's going to be in the second round with a guy like Walker Little or Samuel Cosme, both from Stanford and, and Texas respectively, they, they got to do it. You cannot draft a quarterback in Trey Lance or Justin Fields, whoever it is, and not find a long-term left tackle option. That has to happen. I'm so tired of the Panthers not having a left tackle. I'm sick of it. I'm scarred. It's time to finally identify that left tackle, especially if you're going to identify the quarterback of the future. Drafting a safety to play opposite of Jeremy Chin is something I'm also interested in. Now, giving up that third-round pick would be tough. Because there's a guy down there at UCF that the Panthers staff loved at the Pro Bowl. And Matt Rule said it himself that he would love to be able to coach Richie Grant from UCF. And to get you Richie Grant and Jeremy Chin next to each other for the next decade, possibly, would be awesome for the Carolina Panthers. Especially 
if Chin continues to go to the current tra- trajectory that he's played at when he moves at safety this upcoming season after they cut Trey Boston, and if Richie Grant can come in and be that guy, I would love to see that. But they need to identify a safety next to him. Justin Burris, for as... I mean, he was okay last year. I'm not going to say he was good, but he, he, he made a meaningful impact for the most part for the Carolina Panthers. And he's actually on my to-do list that they could cut Justin Burris and save $3.8 million against salary cap. And if they do draft a safety, and in fact, they already have Sam Franklin, who was an undrafted free agent and played for Matt Rule back in college. You already have him on the roster. It would make sense that they could potentially could get rid of Justin Burris if they bring in another rookie safety. Now, it would be... It would be risky because you do need some veterans back there in the secondary, but it's something that's worth looking at. They already drafted Kenny Robinson last year. I don't know if he's going to be the long-term safety option or not. He was cut. Then he was re-signed. He was practice squad. He was on the active roster. I'm not really sure where the Carolina Panthers feel about him right now. Finding a three technique at defensive tackle is also something that needs to happen. Um, KK Short is still available. And the Carolina Panthers, they never close the door once they cut KK on him coming back to Carolina. I know he's missed a ton of games the last two seasons, but he's a guy who's a leader in the locker room. He understands the culture that Matt Rule was setting last year. He was there. I would think that at age 32, that he would make a lot of sense to still have next to Derek Brown on a one-year, not even a prove-it deal, but a one-year team-friendly deal. And if he plays well, then you can bring him back for another season. But at least it would buy you time to the Carolina Panthers to try to find someone who can play next to Derek Brown long-term. Now, Morgan Fox coming in from free agency from the Rams, he can play inside and out. But at about 265 pounds, I really just don't see him, especially if they're going to have four down linemen, I don't see him fitting in that role next to Derek Brown. I don't see how that's going to work for the Carolina Panthers, especially when it comes to uh, defending the run. Now, pass rush in a three-man front, that absolutely can work. But four men front, you need to find a bigger body, and it just can't be only Derek Brown and then Bravey and Roy, who was a six-round pick last year. They, they need to find another three-technique defensive tackle to play next to Derek Brown. And a great option, I think, right now for the Carolina Panthers would be KK Short. Also, a starting cornerback opposite of Dante Jackson. Rashawn Melvin, again, this is his 19. This is not the guy who is going to be a long-term option for Carolina, obviously. And I don't know if he should be your top option across from Dante, considering the division the Carolina Panthers play in. They need to find a starting corner who can be not only opposite of Dante this year, but who could hopefully be your number one moving forward. Because who knows what Dante Jackson's going to do this season. The coaching staff, they fell in love with him last year because of his ability to fight through the toe injury, the turf toe all season long, while guys like Eli Apple, when he was nicked up, he wasn't willing to go out there and practice, and they wouldn't cut him that day. Dante Jackson showed a toughness. But he's also had his issues throughout his tenure with Carolina, not with this particular staff, but with the past staff, where he wasn't very coachable, and he wouldn't listen to veterans. Now he is one of those veterans during his fourth year. But are we 100% sure that Dante Jackson is the future at corner for Carolina Panthers? Are we sure that he's ever going to be a number one corner? I don't know. But at least going into this season, they need to identify someone via the draft because it's not going to be in free agency, it looks like. But via the draft, that's going to be able to play opposite Dante and hopefully be your starter for the next five-plus years in Carolina. Now, let's also remember that last year that they were very active after the cutdowns. There were going to be cutdowns again this year. So maybe the Panthers find a corner that way. 
But with Rasul Douglas, who is limited in his coverage skills, you've seen just the kind of quality player or lack there of quality player that you get when you wait until August and September to add a starter at your position. It's hard to plug and play. It's hard to fill all these holes that the Carolina Panthers have. Plenty of things left to do this offseason if they want to be anywhere near contention for a playoff spot in 2021. Well, that concludes my first week as the host of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. Really enjoyed a lot of the feedback I've gotten from people via Twitter. If you want to tweet at me, you can follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. Again, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can also find us on the new Odyssey app. Again, thank you all so much, Panther fans, Panther Nation for everyone for all the things that you said this week about me and how you've enjoyed the podcast i'm hoping that i can continue to give you all the news and notes and all the opinions that you need and if you ever want to interact please don't ever hesitate to tweet at me because i would love to get some of your questions and answer them here on the podcast so probably be starting a mailbag sometime maybe next week but here in the future as we inch closer to the nfl draft and as we head into more of the doldrums in the nfl season prior to finally getting things started up down in Spartanburg in July. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast. I will talk to y'all next week. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.